Despite some first quarter, first half concerns, the Chicago Bulls end up pull, pulling out a seven-point victory over the Charlotte Hornets. Kobe White has a huge night in this victory. We're going to talk about it, break it all down, have some fun as only we can do. But first, we got to play that winning intro. You are now tuned into Chicago Bulls Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bulls news and All right, Bulls fans, it's good to come here and talk about the Chicago Bulls win. Despite having a two-point deficit in the first half of the game, the Chicago Bulls come back and win this game against the Charlotte Hornets. Kobe White goes 12 of 22 in this game, 35 points, six, uh, seven rebounds, nine assists, damn near a double-double again from Kobe White. You also look at Nikola Vucevic with 22 points, 12 rebounds. He goes 10 of 22 from the field, two blocks as well to chip in that, and three assists, no turnovers from Vooch. Then you also get Io DeSumo being the, the, the third leading scorer in this game, 16 points off 10 shots, six assists, three steals, one block. Uh, Io DeSumo keep finding a way to impact, and he's been really good as a starter for the Chicago Bulls over this recent stretch as well. DeMar DeRozan with 15, and Alex Caruso with 10 to round out the starting five. And then you get the 10 points from Andre Drummond off the bench, eight rebounds, one assist, and only 15 minutes worth of work. Julian Phillips didn't really build upon his, his, his last game really well. Only 11 minutes in this game. He does score four points in that. But then Terry Taylor, who I was extremely down on, 20 minutes played by Terry Taylor, seven rebounds, two assists, three points in that time period. And then, of course, Javon, bald-headed hole Carter uh, with going one of two, only seven minutes played, uh, two points from him. Uh, but the Bulls in this game, really nice production when you look at it. They had 27 assists on 45 made baskets. We shoot the ball 51% from the field and 37% from three-point range, which isn't amazing, but it's definitely not bad at all. So that's how the Bulls uh, fared in this game. Also, the rebounding battle. We won that rebounding battle by four in this game. So the Bulls came to play in the second half of the game. It was noticeably different with the level of effort from the Bulls in the second half of the game. Not perfect by any stretch. There was definitely some issues in that set as well. Um, but when you look at things, we won points in the paint, 54 to 46. Second chance points, we won 13 to 12. Fast break points, they killed us by five. It is what it is there. But the Bulls really took care of business. We limited the turnovers. They did get 21 points off turnovers to only R12, but we limited the turnovers considerably in the second half of the game. So, listen, the Bulls took care of business. This is one of those wins. I don't want to act like it's this huge win or anything. It was a needed win, but it's not a huge win. This is the type of team you should be defeating. You should be beating teams like the Charlotte Hornets. So it's good that the Bulls took care of business, but we're not going to celebrate. At least I'm not going to celebrate it here. Like it's this huge victory just because the Bulls have been playing so bad. It's it's a victory that the Bulls should have had. They, they needed to get this game done. They needed to get this victory locked in. You don't want to lose to the Charlotte Hornets after going uh, one and two on a road stretch and coming back home and then losing that game. So the Bulls needed this win, and I'm glad that they got it. That's just what it comes down to. And Kobe White, I'm glad that Kobe White had this type of performance again. Six, uh, uh, you know, just to be able to perform the way that he did. Four of ten from three-point range. Not amazing there by any stretch, but definitely not anything bad. Seeing Kobe White play like this, it's always fun to see. When he gets in rhythm, Kobe White is a really fun scorer to watch. And I'm glad that he was able to have this performance that he did. And DeMar, only 10 shots from DeMar in this game. Three assists, four rebounds. You know, uh, really allowed Kobe White to have that hot hand. Billy Donovan's talked about it. I mean, DeMar said, hey, if Kobe wants it, 
he, he can get it. And so when you look at, whoa, whoa, when you look at the fourth quarter of this game, Kobe White took the most shots in it. He went four of eight with 10 points in the fourth quarter of this game, and it really helped the Bulls seal this game. And then Io DeSumo as well with four points. DeMar did have five uh, shots in this game, but he, he missed all five of them. So naturally we went to Kobe. DeMar was on the other side of where DeMar usually is in. Usually in the fourth quarter, DeMar's the one that's getting the most shots and hitting them and making the most shots. It was Kobe White in this game by far. And so good to see Kobe have this type of game. Hopefully that builds confidence and reminds, yes, it was only against the Charlotte Hornets, but hopefully it reminds um, it reminds Billy Donovan that he can go to other players in fourth quarters of games and we can have an impact with it. So let's let's hope that this continues. Let's hope this is something that, that everybody remembers. Hayes, we need that tequila shot, first of all. First of all, you thought I forgot about the shot? Can I can I talk about the game before we get the shot in? Jesus. Brandon Jet just gets right to business. Talking about the shot, I don't have my bull shot glass down here. The Bears one was down here. Salute. 17K in this bit. Woo, that's strong. That's strong. But, yeah, great game from the Bulls, man. Just really glad to see this team take care of business in the manner that they need to take care of business, man. So, Let's hope that this continues. Let's hope we can build off of this. We play Sacramento on Saturday. That could be the first return of Torrey Craig. We know how important he is off the bench for the Bulls. He'll probably be, well, he probably won't start right away after how long he's been gone. But yeah, Benji says, knock on wood, he stays healthy. Got to build around him. Facts. 100% right on that one. Anthony Vargas, that's how I went the Bulls, how I want the Bulls to play. Let's see on Saturday. Hey, Sacramento is going to be a big test for the Bulls. They're going to have to be locked in defensively for sure. DJ Reese B, we pulled it off. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's always good when the Bulls get a win, right? It's more important. It's good when the Bulls win against teams that they're supposed to win against as well. So you like to see that. Kobe is him. Scored almost 40 points in his hometown. I bet that boy's tired. That was a must-win game, but I'm very nervous for the Kings and Wolves game. By the way, take a shot. Took the shot, but here's what I'll say. I'm glad that the Bulls have some rest before the Kings game. So we don't play Thursday. We don't play Friday. We come back Saturday against the Kings. I'm glad that they get those extra uh, days of rest because they're going to need it. The Kings game is not going to be anything like you cannot take that. Well, you clearly can't take the Kings lightly, but the Bulls got to come in prepared. They got to have a game plan. They got to execute. You can't turn the ball over like you've been doing the last few games against the Kings. That Kings team gets in transition and gets in a rhythm for you. It's going to be tough. 17K, first of all, like I've always said, this the success of this channel isn't just because of me. You guys are a large part of that, and I want to thank you guys. We've gotten to 17K. The work ain't done yet. Goal is 20,000 subscribers by the end of the season. We got to 17. We need 3,000 more of them before the end of the season. The Bulls got to win to get there, but let's hope that we can do it. But thank you, Alex Larez. I appreciate that from you, brother. Uh, Tay Hollins, uh, Kobe Straight Fire. Kobe is him. Kobe White, when it, and I get it, it's against the, the, the Hornets, and a lot of people are going to say, well, it's against a bad Hornets team. But Kobe White has been so consistent here lately. Yeah, the, I mean, as far as the impact, right, the scoring goes up and down depending on the matchups, things like that. But Kobe White's just been so good this season. He's on pace to finish the season about 21, 22 points per game, the highest of his NBA career with the usage and the efficiency all being really good. Kobe White's really ascending, and let's let's just see how it continues to build off of it. Kobe's done really great, really great. We got to start exploding mismatches more. That's a fact. That's a fact. Now, 
listen, I'm glad that we got the win, but there are always some things, even in wins, that you can pull around that you can get better on. That's what makes great teams great. And so uh, not that the Bulls are a great team, but if they ever want to get there, you got to learn from things, even in wins. And so we definitely can exploit mismatches more. We're not good at that. We have never been really good at that as a team. And hopefully we can start getting better on that with other things staying the same. Uh, CW, I'm sorry that I said to draft Cam Reddish over you, and I'm sorry that we drafted you. That when, that when we draft you, I said you were not a point guard, and I'm so sorry that I ever thought that JC was going to be. That's crazy. Listen, Javon Carter is absolute cheeks. I want to focus this on the positive, but Javon Carter is god-awful, man. He's really god-awful. We took care of business in the second half. Shout-out to Kobe. Facts. Absolutely. Absolutely you need to take care of that. Melvin says, props to Billy Donovan for not playing Javon Carter in the second half, and props to Vooch for stepping up and including Drummond, both redeeming themselves for yesterday. Facts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Miles Bridges is good as long as he keeps taking shots at the hoop and not his bit. Okay, we're going to go ahead and move right along from that one. That's crazy. Uh, this uh, this is what I kept saying. He is him. Good bounce back win. Let's see how, far, how we fare against the Kings. I'm really looking at that Kings game, right? The Bulls, who've had some really disappointing losses, who haven't necessarily played uh, the other playoff teams or the better teams. They haven't really played too good against the Western Conference overall either, I don't think. Um, but that Sacramento Kings team ain't no joke. They've won four in a row as of right now. They're 27 and 18 on the season. Uh, that's a big team. Listen, that that team's offense, when they get rolling, is, is a beautiful thing to watch. And so to see how the Bulls fare against that offense, if our defense is going to stand up and play like the way that we've seen them play at times, we're going to need every bit of it if the Bulls are going to want to even hope to be able to sniff a win in Sacramento. So let's hope that the Bulls are up for that test, man. Let's really hope that they are. Shea says, uh, you know those people from Chicago that are half Nigerian and dangerous in sports? No wonder why I'm a, I am was a good wrestler despite having a cervical, uh, poly, cervical policy, cere cere cerebral policy. Uh, Shay, first of all, I know I throw a lot of jokes at you, bro, and I know we're brothers. You've been, you've literally been one of the first, per I think you were a subscriber, like number three on the channel. Um, what Shay and like people like Ringo over the Windy City Breeze, the way that they have overcome limitations that you wouldn't even know. I, I really do commend you and I look up to you. You're, you're, the way that you have really battled and things like that, bro, it's, it's I, I've never spoken it on, on the channel because it's not my business to tell. But since you brought it up, bro, I got to give you your credit for it, man. I really look up to you guys and just the things that you guys have just been able to overcome in your lives, man. I, I really look up and I commend commend you guys for that one. Good win. I'm glad Kobe got a good 30 point game. I really hope the Bulls make some trades to make us better. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, JC Jersey got to be worth less than a roll of tissue, LOL. But I like seeing the micro contributions from the young guys. Just got to keep getting that that tick. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, Billy, this is an opportunity where Billy Donovan may be forced to play younger players more consistently. Now, if Torrey Craig does actually come back Saturday, of course, that is going to eliminate some minutes. But either still, we're going to still see either uh, some Julian Phillips. You're still going to see some Terry Taylor. And I really hope that uh, that Billy Donovan looks to those guys and realizes, hey, let's build them up. We're still going to play them. And uh, they're, they're better than Javon Carter. They're better than Javon Carter. Great game from our young guys. Absolutely, Marco. Glad to have you in the building. Marco. Sorry, Marco, not Marco. Uh, let's see. I told you I and Kobe are going to be hard to guard and try to watch uh, Debo too. I mean, here's the thing, right? It's not just that they are just hard to guard. It's when they play with that momentum. When this team is getting out in transition, playing with a faster place, 
Io DeSumo has become one of the more dangerous change of pace guards coming off the bench in the NBA. Like, and he's, and of course, he started in this game, but like, Io's now the basketball IQ is starting to develop for Io. He's starting to understand, hey, if I take this, if I use this hesitation and then and then use my quickness to get back to the rim, or I take this and just run like a gazelle and get to the rim, it's really hard for teams to stop that because Io is a strong guard on top of that. So, you know, love to see it continue. Love to see it. A win is a win is a win. Not impressive by any means, but always happy to see them win. Facts. Like, I always say when people are like, oh, are we really celebrating a win over the Hornets? Like, would you rather have us lost? Right? I think we all would have rather a, a, a win happen, right? So that's what it comes down to. Kobe, the next Curry. That's a bad comp. Bad comp. Bad, bad comp there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Uh, let's see. We got Steven in the building says this game wouldn't have, have uh close if the bulls didn't turn the ball over so much. That has been a big thing. Basically almost since that Lakers game, turnovers have been a big thing for this team. And uh, we started off the season, even with the turmoil as one of the teams that protected the ball, the best, I really want to see us get those turnovers reined back in because I think if we can limit our own turnovers. It's going to, you know, we're, we're not the best three point defending team. We all know that. But when you're not allowing teams to get out in the fast break, get in transition like that, it allows your defense more time to set up, which then hopefully you can defend that three-point line a little bit better. So let's hope that that continues as well. Quentin from Let's Talk Bulls says, let's go. Love seeing the Bulls be the ones to make adjustments at halftime. Facts. By the way, we're going to have to record catch up on our episode tomorrow, bro. We, we behind on that members-only video. I'm surprised the members ain't came from my neck yet. Uh, I couldn't imagine the post-game show if the spine breaker put us away, man. Listen. If the Bulls would have lost this game, it wouldn't have been Hayes coming for the post-game show. It would have been Petty Roosevelt. Win on your 17,000 subscriber day. Hey, this is crazy. I can't stress enough. I remember when I started this channel, and I literally thought, hey, I'd be lucky to get 500 subs. I had a goal. I think, what was the goal? I always used to say, the goal was like 3,000 subscribers in like two years, something like that. More than exceeded that. Like, it's crazy. We've been around two and a half years, and we're at 17K? That's crazy. Ben Simmons too much. Panani set out after one game back because he didn't want to face KD. That's okay. Wow. All right. Amazing game, but it just proves to me we got to get rid of our core and start over with Kobe, Pat, and the young group. I don't think you got to get rid of all of them, right? I think that I, the thing with the core three is that all three of them don't fit together. We've seen times where Zach and Demar look okay together. We've seen times where Zach and Vooch look look okay together. I think it really comes down to like what this what you can do. You, you're not going to be able to move all three of them. You're not. And like I said in yesterday's live stream, I know I was just joking around, but it's the whole Batman quote from Justice League: "Just start with one, just one. Just start with one, and we'll figure out what we do from that point on." So. Uh, Hayes, I thought Tory Craig would not come back until late March. Okay, Tory. Well, the, the timeline was middle February to the beginning of March. It was never late March. But he's a, he's a little bit ahead of schedule. So uh, he's about a week and a half ahead of schedule if he comes back Saturday. So you got to see, man. Hopefully he's able to come back. Hopefully he's, he, he, uh, he's able to get back in rhythm relatively quick. Give him some grace period. It's going to take some time. I can see Bulls fans. We waited for this guy because he play, has like a, a first game bad back. But, uh, you know, it's going to take some time. But I, I hope that uh, that he's able to come back and make that impact relatively quickly there. Uh, who knows Is Cam uh, will still be in the league the next few years. Cam Reddish? I, I remember people kept saying Cam Reddish, man. Like, I, if you go back, I always one of those guys. Like, I don't really see it for Cam Reddish. But he got talent, right? He has some potential. But potential only gets you so far sometimes. Wait a second. What? What? Sign Kyle Lowry for what? You want to spend more money on BBLs than 
than than shots made. I don't know what you're looking for from that one, brother. I'm happy we win this game. I'm not saying we're going to beat the Kings, but we play good against uh against a good team. Well, hopefully, man, hopefully the Bulls team comes into that game against Sacramento with a game plan and with confidence, and they understand the matchup that's in front of them. That's not an easy matchup by any stretch of the imagination. And so the Bulls are going to have to really be prepared. The coaching staff is going to have to have them prepared if we're going to want to have success against uh, the Sacramento Kings on Saturday. But, you know, I'll be here to break it all down. Got some new drip coming as well for that game. It's going to be fire. This is going, I think I'm going to start unveiling new drip on Saturday games. So if we got games Saturday, you can expect crazy drip. The drip is crazy. It's ridiculous, to be quite honest with you. So all I'm going to do is put a little, a little hint in it. I'm the king of Bulls varsity jackets. That's all I'll say. I'm going to leave it at that one. I'll let you guys talk amongst yourselves. I hope this goes to show that BD should trust Kobe Moore in the fourth quarter. Completely agree with you there, Sydney. you got to build up. If you want players to learn how to close, you got to trust them and let them either sink or swim. And if they keep sinking, then you go away from them. Allow The times that we've seen us go to Kobe in the fourth quarter, I feel like more times than not, he really excels in that. DeMar didn't have it this game. DeMar didn't hit a single shot in the in the fourth quarter of the game. Kobe was hot. Billy ran with the hot hand. I'm glad that Kobe was able to do it because it may wake up Billy Donovan to some other things that he has to learn, man. Hey, let's go ahead and grab that line. Moment. Oh, no, come on. We don't ever chase over here. Never. It's, it's, it's not tequila. This It's Japanese whiskey. It's like 96 proof, something like that. Damn, man, that was a time where lots of Bulls fans wanted Kobe traded. Always felt like he can play at this level, should be front runner for most improved player. Listen, I always say it every time this story comes up, I'm going to say it again. The first video I had blow up on this channel, it was video number five. I think the last time you guys asked me, I, I said that the Bulls would be crazy to trade Kobe White. This was in the summer of 2021 where everybody thought, hey, the Bulls need to move Kobe White to get a big. We need a big. I said the Bulls would be crazy to trade Kobe White. Now, even when I said that, I didn't see this. So I can't even take credit for that. I didn't see this. Kobe White's turned into one of the players that you have to build your team around. The Bulls did not take care of business, bro. We struggled the whole game until the fourth, and we won by seven. Congrats. They, that's taking care of business, Nick. Like, we got to – taking care of business doesn't mean that you just lead the whole way. That's not how basketball works. Yes, on paper, but great teams lose against teams they shouldn't lose against, much less a team like the Bulls who are far from a great team. They took care of business by getting the dub. That's the most important thing. That's how they took care of business. So, uh, Class Act Hayes, you really remember the OGs on the channel? Oh, absolutely. I remember because it, it used to be when I started these post-game shows, I didn't start doing them when I first started the channel. Uh, Brandon L. Jet, Shake, correct me if I'm wrong. We were probably about a month or two into the channel being a thing, and I had presented the question. I said, do you guys want pregame shows? Do you want halftime shows? Or would you prefer a pre uh, postgame show? Um, I said there was no way I was going to do all three. Now I do all three for every game. But it used to be we would be on these postgame shows, and it'd be like 25 or 30 of us in here. And so, like, that was the, the small community we started with. And then we've gotten up to the point now where you regularly see between 200 and 300 people in here live for post-game shows. And so I, I appreciate everybody, man, everybody. Melvin, everybody who's been there for so long. Winton Mahorn, who's really one of the OGs here. A lot of those guys, man. Uh, will we get any trade news tomorrow or Friday about the state of Zach? Hayes, the Bulls, Gears, Fire, C-Red. Um, probably not. Pro tomorrow, probably not. So the trade deadline isn't until the 8th. Uh, we did get the clip from Casey Johnson, which I'll play on the show tomorrow, I'll kind of break that down. But I don't think we're going to get any major news. If Zach Levine is eventually moved, I kind of expect it to be 
a last-minute deadline deal, meaning we probably won't know until the day of the deadline. I could be wrong on that. I would love to be wrong. Like, if they're going to do something, not to say I would love for them to just trade Zach to just trade him, but if they're going to get it done, I, I kind of see it going a, a way that is probably going to be almost up into that deadline period, but we'll see. Uh, uh, I fuck with Julian Phillips' game. I can see him finding and developing his role on the on this team. Here's the thing, and this is not to compare. You guys know, I know a lot of people like to do it. I try to be more level-headed. I'm not comparing Julian Phillips and Patrick Williams as players to say who's better. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that Julian Phillips seems to play with more confidence than what Patrick Williams started off playing with and still sometimes uh, doesn't play with. And that players that have that level of confidence, you can you, you you can see them developing, right? And so Julian is one of those players who's a gym rat. He's a basketball head. I do think that he's going to work every single offseason. It may still take time. I want to I want to make sure everybody realizes that it could take time. Much like Kobe is doing this now in his fifth year in the NBA, I can see us really looking at Julian Phillips, maybe year three, maybe year four, of saying, hey, this dude is really turned into a consistent player for the Bulls. Now, I don't know if that's going to be starter. I don't know if that's going to be high-level bench player, but I really do see like a lot of the fundamentals. He can pass a little bit, right? He's not a a a passer like Patrick has showed at times, but he's, he can pass a little bit. He can definitely rebound. He can he can do some rim protection, not the greatest rim protector, at least not yet, but you know, projects to be able to protect the rim some, and he can score. So uh really like that from what, what we're seeing from them. And I hope that it continues, man. He's playing really good, bro. And I and I and I hope that Billy Donovan keeps playing uh Julian Phillips and lets him lets him round out his game, man. Thierry says, hey, Hayes, I don't know about you, but uh, the thought of continuation or continuity is probably what you mean. is really depressing, man. I would really like to see Kobe, Io, and Pat in a bigger role on this team. First of all, Pat got to be healthy. Um, Io has a great role on this team already. Um, but I would say this is that keep in mind, if the Bulls do make a trade, we've already heard, they're looking for win-now pieces. They're not going to take salary dumps. You know what I mean? Uh, but they are going to um, they're going to review it. And I think they're going to call Casey Johnson talked about it today on the pregame. They're calling a lot of teams. They're trying to hear what's out there. We'll see what that develops into. Hey, I bet you Acme is regretting giving uh, Justin Lewis that two way contract and not Javon Freeman Liberty. How much would JFL uh, help th this uh, with these injuries? Well, first of all, he would have been on a two way contract. He wouldn't play. Just like Ernalot Batim, Henry Drell, even Justin Lewis, they didn't play. It is what it is. And Javon Freeman Liberty, it's not like he's playing NBA games either. So I highly doubt they regret it. When you see the way that Kobe White has really uh, grown, the way that he has, and Io DeSumo, and uh, even with uh, the way that Alex Caruso has really stepped up in a, in a major way with his scoring, scoring way more consistently. I doubt the Bulls are really looking at Javon Freeman Liberty and saying, hey, we missed one. Javon Freeman Liberty has checked into two NBA games so far this season, and he's averaging a Tony Snell, Snell uh, stat line. So, you know, it is what it is. Their guard really is in the position that I think we're missing something at. So I doubt that they're looking at it regretting uh, Javon Freeman Liberty. Still think he, he has some hell of a talent there, though. One of the things I saw that Steve-O mentioned, which I agree with, that we need to work on is converting on fast break points. We have to start running and passing towards the three-point line on fast breaks, especially when you're not that good of a three-point shooting team. Right, teams like the Golden State Warriors, when they were at their height, they could do that. They can get on a fast break, uh, uh, get to the rim, and then pass out for an open three-pointer. They had some of the best three-point shooters in the game. The Bulls don't have that. So just take either finish strong rim and and get the two points, or you're, if they're going to try to foul you, you're going to get to the free throw line, probably still get two points. So I definitely agree with you uh, there, Melvin. 
Shay in the building says, Hayes, I know this is wrong to wish for, but I really hope that LeBron doesn't make the playoffs or even the play in because everybody doesn't give him the criticism he deserves. You know how I feel about Hairline James. Everybody knows how I feel about Hairline James. Uh, it is what it is there. Great player. Do not get me wrong. I cannot crap on his accomplishments in the NBA, but I don't like the way that the national media does it, man. It just, it's always about uh, what LeBron does or doesn't do. They create these weird stats to make it to boost up LeBron. Like, oh, did you know LeBron scored the most left-handed points on Thursday in NBA history? It's like, what the hell are we talking about? What are we talking about? Kobe has arrived, bro. Smart investment by Arturish and Mark Eversley. We have solid enough pieces to build around. Desumu uh, helped step up a lot as well. Listen, Kobe White's contract is a steal at this point. And the fact that he's on that contract for three more years, uh, listen. And, and keep in mind, because the contract is so low as well, even if he, when he does qualify for the max, not the super max, the max, that, because it scales. He can only get so much money. So, listen, the Bulls have definitely worked. Uh, they got lucky in it because if Kobe had had this season last year, Man, that would have made this season more more uh, interesting, or the offseason. Kobe gives glimpses of D-Rose every time he drives to the hoop. He's getting better and better at it. Deanna, better and better at finishing around the rim or knowing how to pass, right? That wraparound pass to Vooch, even though they weren't able to convert on it, beautiful. And he's done that several times over this recent stretch, and you can't deny it. Kobe White, not only is his skill on the court improved, his basketball IQ it's out of this world right now. He's just understand it. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, it's, I, I like the way that, that Kobe's playing. I like the way he's breaking down defenses. I like the way that he's seeing the game and seeing lanes. It's all really good, man. It's really good. Uh, Wyatt says, I honestly would trade DeMar instead of Zach. Zach is younger and on a contract. Seemed like the, the ball was moving when DeMar was off the floor. I love to see Kobe or Zach taking over a game. I, I, a lot of people say that, but you guys got to keep in mind. Zach Levine was the one that asked for a trade or his representation, whoever it is. So, um, yeah, it really comes down to that. So, um, I don't know. Here's the thing. I can see a world in which maybe DeMar's moved and Zach stays. But here's the thing that I think. Even if one of them does stay, I think they're both gone next offseason with the way that things are shaking up. So, Jeffrey says, thank you, Hayes. Win or loss, you're still here. I'm always here, bro. Always here. Always here. I'll take your old drip net. What are you talking about? We'd never get, I'd never get rid of it. Never. What you talking about? My boy definitely remember the OGs of the channel. Absolutely, MC season. Absolutely, bro. King Cap was absolutely there. Shout out to King Cap in the building. Yeah, you are correct, Hayes. Uh, it was like 20 of us. BKR Sport, Tim Brazil, Shay Melvin, MC season, Ricky, and Reggie's mama. Well, Reggie's mama wasn't in here. We were in Reggie's mama. But yeah, definitely. Definitely. I agree with that. Uh, your presentation is what drew me to your videos. and You have a persuasive demeanor about you, and you are genuine. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. I would say I try to be, you don't have to try to be genuine, right? When people tell you, hey, I try to be genuine, you got to ask them, why do you have to try to be genuine? That, that Those two things to me can't live in the same areas. You got to try to be genuine? Weird to me. But I always, I'm always genuine, man, um, and I appreciate that. And the presentation hopefully has gotten better, you know, because it is what it is there. Uh, let's see, Drifter Drifter says, I was looking at the game stats and surprisingly Caruso has zero steals. I remember at least four times that he stripped the ball from a Hornets player. Can't trust the stats for real. Well, keep in mind. So steals are a weird thing. Steals are like, if so, if me and you, let's say I was guarding Shea, for example, and I knocked the ball out of Shea's hand, but you're the one who got possession of it, you, you're credited for the steal. It's the opposite with rebounds, though. So, for example, like a rebound. If I tip the rebound up, right, and, and you get it, 
I get credited for the rebound because I'm the one who generated the, the possession. Something weird like that. It's just weird. NBA stats are mad weird. Mad weird. Oh, and Alana with her incognito nap taking ass. Listen, that's funny. She would she definitely was taking naps. It's crazy when Hayes did that video when uh we first traded for Lonzo Ball. We have come a long way. Hey, that's that was a, I think that was my first breaking news uh episode as well when I was able to get that. Like I saw that we signed Lonzo, I immediately went and recorded. That's crazy. Like y'all taking me back at this point. That's crazy. Uh Kobe White needs to stay at point guard. He's not good off the ball in this in this game. Um, they kept the ball in Kobe's hands. They need to continue to do this. I gotta disagree that Kobe White isn't great off ball. Now, now he's not. Here's the thing. You said not good off ball. He's not great off ball, but Kobe White can adapt. And he's talked about that he wants to learn how to be better off ball. I think what Kobe's uh, thing when he's off ball is that he doesn't know how to really operate and create that space without having the ball in his hands. But that is a part that he's going to have to develop in his game, I think. And if he does, it's definitely going to help uh, as well with that. Bulls Daily in the building says, how you coming, phone him? I didn't watch the Bulls game. I just don't have any interest in this team anymore, but I won't miss the live stream. Well, thank you for checking us out, even though you didn't watch the Bulls game. it was. A, here's what I'll say. It was a fun game to watch. It was a fun game to watch. So, facts. I hate how the media cradle LeBron every time, man. It's, it's every time. It's crazy. Vern says, Hayes, do you see DeMar gone next week as well, right along with Zach, if they are still far apart in contract negotiations? So I talked a little bit about this at the halftime hangout. I think the Bulls are going to play the market, meaning that they don't necessarily have to trade him because even if he hits unrestricted free agency, they can still do a sign-in trade and get something back for it. So I think that's that's the case. That's the case. Iowa's definitely player of the month. Even when Kobe had that slight slump, Iowa maintained the confidence Kobe brought out of him. Well, keep in mind, I think people may forget this because it has been so long, but when Kobe first came back from injury the first year of, of after Io being drafted and him and Io were coming off the bench before Alonzo went down, Io and Kobe built up a really good chemistry. That's why they have such a good relationship now. So it wouldn't surprise me that they push, they motivate each other, and that they play really well together because they did it before. Then Io eventually went into the starting lineup, and we never really got to see that again until this season. Um, when I was in the starting lineup, but you know, it, it is what it is there. man. Hayes, do you think the bulls dropped the balls, dropped the balls by not trading Zach Levine for Terry Rozier? He's a nice combo guard. Fuck. No, like, don't get me wrong. Terry Rozier, Terry Rozier is a damn solid player, but a, I don't even think that that trade was on the market. B. No, nah, I wouldn't say that they dropped the ball because of that. Can't blow leads in the third quarter. If you don't have one bulls with a with 40 chest, that's hilarious. Out of the big three, uh, who would you like to see go truthfully? Zach trade talks aside. Um, honestly, if I had to pick, it'd be DeMar. And I've been consistent on that basically since this team came together. If I had to pick any member of it, I definitely would say, um, I would definitely would say DeMar. And it's not because DeMar sucks or anything that people make it seem, but I think it's just the age, the how ball dominant he can be, how he can't really play off ball well. It would probably be DeMar if I had to pick. JDH says, I'm a triple OG. That's a fact. JDH was definitely around for a while. The report from The Athletic wasn't really all that surprising. We all know AK moves in silence, but considering the last few deadlines and offseason, it wouldn't surprise me if they do nothing again. Yeah, and I, it shouldn't be shocked to anybody if they do nothing. Now, you can still be frustrated by it, but I, I, I don't think at this point anybody should be shocked by that because it just kind of is what it is at this point in time. Um, you know, maybe things change. Maybe it is a little bit of posturing from the Bulls and they end up doing something different. That's definitely a possibility. And we'll see. We'll see. 
Ooh, this is a great, great. This is a really interesting comment. Iowa is everything I wanted. Uh, I wanted Chris Dunn to be. That's a that's a very fair comment. I I can't I can't knock that at all. I can poke no holes in that. None. Uh, the Bulls inherited Kanye's bipolar. You, you're just gonna keep leaving that until I, until I read it, huh, Alex? Is sad Terry Taylor is more useful than Javon Carter? No, because Javon Carter sucks. It is what it is. Hey, so who's the best off-ball player on the Bulls in your opinion? Alex Caruso. And not because of scoring aspect, but because of weak side defense, how he moves with space, creating more space for players, uh, how he cuts to the rim, all those things. Best off-ball player, in my opinion, would, would be uh, would be Alex Caruso. Does nobody else feel for that Hornets player? What kind of uh, mean parents call their kid Leaky Black? And then he's on the team with LaMelo Ball. Think about that. Leaky Black Ball. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm kind of nervous to trade anybody after seeing what the Toronto Raptors are going through. Me and Pat talked about that a little bit on Locked on Bulls. I can definitely understand that. The best way to describe Acme's last few seasons at the deadline is that they're going into the miscellaneous screw uh, drawer looking for a screw to fit into a faulty product. Well, I talked about it on today's, uh, I think, the emergency episode, and I said it's basically this. AK and Eversley are that because they came in saying like, oh, the city of Chicago deserves a championship team. We hear the fans. We think that they'll be really happy. We want to deserve a winning team. We want to get better. But then at the trade deadline, they're like the mom that when you go in the store with the kids, they're like, don't look at nothing. Don't touch nothing. Don't ask for shit. That's what they do every year at the trade deadline. Look at us and be like, I know what I said, but don't ask for shit. Don't look at no player. We ain't doing shit for you. That's what it is. What would you do with, with uh, Carter, all jokes aside? I, I pray. I don't I hope to include him in a larger deal. Nobody's going to trade for just Javon Carter. You can't cut him because he's on a guaranteed contract. So, man, checking my view history was around the time when we picked up McKinney two years ago that I started viewing more religiously. It's your grounded views that drew me to the channel. No rumor. Show. Oh, yeah. Appreciate that. I don't do the rumor shit. Don't do the rumor shit. Now, if something's reported, I will talk about the what's reported, but I won't do the rumor shit. I, I can't do the Bulls Digest inside the Chicago Bulls type content. I can't do it. It would literally drive me crazy. I hate that shit as a fan of a team. Before I was a content creator, I, I could never get into that. I just can't do it. Can't do it. With Torrey Craig on his way back, do you see Phillips still gets time with P. Will being out for a minute with that foot? Yes. I do think that he's still going to get time. I think it's going to get cut some, but I do think he's still going to get some time. Do you think that when JC was on the Bucks, it masked a lot of his imperfections? Yeah, I mean, possibly, possibly not like the clickbait BS on a lot of other channels. I, I feel you, bro. Definitely feel you on that one. AK going to be smoking some weed next. Says, Whoa, how do we get to weed smoking? How do we get there? AK may probably make a trade that we never even thought of. Who knows? He may even get a player that makes a difference on the same this year and gets us to the eighth or seventh seed. I mean, we'll see. I mean, anything's possible, right? Like, AK does move in silence. When we made the trade for Nikola Vucevic, for example, not many people thought the Bulls were going to make that type of trade at that deadline. So I'm not going to say that it's outside the realm of possibility. I'm just going to say that you got to show me. That's where I am right now. I'm not going to take anything for granted. I used to, me and Pat used to talk about it on Locked on Bulls. I used to really look at AK and say, AK got plans on top of plans on top of plans. I don't necessarily feel that way now. So you're going to have to show me. And if they do, it is what it is. Definitely think Phillips has solidified himself a spot in the rotation at this point. I think so, too, especially while people are hurt. I'm on the verge of wanting Acme gone, even though that won't happen. The one or two times they do address the media, they're all talk and never follow through on the, in the slightest. I won't say that necessarily. I think that they follow through on some things, right? 
when you look at the change of play, those type of things. But um, I mean, it's it's hard, right? It's easy to say, hey, we want to be a team that's competing, but you got to have players to sit. Like, keep in mind, every year they've been dealt something that that they didn't expect. The first year that this team got together, we were rock and rolling, number one team in the East. We wouldn't have stayed there, but we still would have had something really nice to build on. Lonzo and Zach Levine go down in the same game. It's unfortunate. It sucks. Zach came back. Lonzo didn't. You go into the next offseason after that. They really did think that Lonzo was going to come back at some point that season. So they didn't want to make any type of deals with until Lonzo came back again. Then they find out not only is Lonzo not coming back, it's now a career-threatening injury. Boom. Ayodosumu, huge sophomore slump. Zach Levine, thumb issue, other issues over the course of the season. We don't end up working out. This season, you come into this season, you say, we know that one of our young players is going to have to step up to really help raise the ceiling. You get that. Kobe White raises the ceiling, steps up as a young player. Zach Levine requests a trade. Zach Levine is then injured. Torrey Craig's then injured. Patrick Williams getting injured for a little while. Vooch misses some time. DeMar was injured for a few games. So it's always something as well that hurts. Patch, I didn't even mention the first year, too, that Lonzo and them came to the scene. Patrick Williams goes down, what, five games into the season. So it, it's things like that. And so I'm not saying that some all of that could have been avoided. I'm not saying that they still couldn't have done something to kind of overcome some of those shortcomings. But it the Bulls have been dealt a crazy-ass hand as well. Crazy-ass hand, man. I remember you and Pat on Locked On were saying AK was planning like he was Batman. Yep, definitely said that. Definitely really thought that and felt that as well. But, hey, things change, man. Things change. Has anybody ever thought about AK Cheap and Terry Taylor due? AK Cheap and Terry Taylor due to the fact that he could probably develop him. Not only he's around the same age as CW. Listen, Terry, I didn't realize how young Terry Taylor was until probably like a week ago. And there is something to be said that maybe they do think that he can still develop. That's a good point, Shay. Good point. We signed Javon Carter for three years. No, I think Terry Taylor got um, a two-year deal, I believe. And I think next year isn't fully guaranteed. Uh, hold on. I can check on that for you real quick. Give me one second. So we signed Torrey Craig to a two-year deal. Next year is a player option for $2.8 million. So there you go on that one. Kobe White showed up tonight. I'm glad they got the win. You and me both, fam. Look at me both. Malcolm Wyatt says, look very professional, Hayes. Local or cable should be N.A. Should be N.A. I mean, listen, I listen. so those that don't know, uh, I film on a 6K camera. I actually have worked on short films. I was a photographer and a videographer at one point as well. So the production quality of this show has always been hugely important to me. I forgot to create a lower thirds like this. I'm trying to up the production value as well. Uh, but, it, you know, I, I, I aim to be the best that we can. And so for those that don't know me, uh, me and CP, the franchise, uh, who does Knicks fan TV, we're, we're cool. I wouldn't say like we're super close, but we're cool. And uh, I really want to be that for Chicago Bulls fans. So, uh, yeah, the production quality is going to keep growing, and we'll see what it is. In their postseason presser last year, they hyped up the fans saying Bulls fans will be happy with the moves they make. And then they went out and got the dude who shoots wide-open bricks from behind the school. That's crazy. That's crazy. Hey, it's kind of off topic, but you have ever done post-production for commercials or TV? Yeah, actually I have. For those that don't know, I announced it here. I think most of you guys know here. So the whole rollout for Nas's last album, I did most of that 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 work. So a lot of it, a lot of it. So any type of video promo you saw, the questions and answer segments, things like that, I did. I produced a lot of that. So why did everyone? Uh, why did we sign everyone for a two year deal except Javon Carter? 
because I guess it was a position of need. I have no idea. Uh, what up, bro? Theoretically speaking, how many point guards would you take over Kobe White? Oh, bro, I have to look at the list. I, I off the top of my head, I can't do it. In the East, uh, that may be a question for another day. But all right, guys, I'm gonna go ahead and get ready to wrap up the stream. I still got to do locked on NBA. You know, I got to do locked on Knicks. And I got to do Locked on Bulls tonight. So I love you guys, man. Thank you so much for tuning in to the channel, being the best part of what makes Chicago Bulls Central what it is. If you're not subscribed to the channel, hit the subscribe button. We have a goal of getting 20,000 subscribers by the end of the season. Lofty goal, but we'll see if we can do it, man. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can hit us up at, uh, you can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullsCentralPod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Radio. Yeah.